So do you ever see someone and you think, yeah, we'd be really good friends? I know there's people on TV even that you'll watch and you're a fan of and you're like, yeah, we'd be besties. That would be us. Well, I had that experience with this gal prior to knowing her and just seeing her walking around at this specific conference that we were both at. Of course, I knew because we were at the same conference, we already had things in common, a shared heart and similar alignments in our purpose. But the moment that I actually walked up to her and started talking and she opened her mouth from the big smile that she already had on her face, I was addicted, <laughs> literally, because, and you'll see right when you start listening, she has this sweet southern twang that you cannot get enough of, but even more than that, she just has a heart of gold, and she's a fellow dreamer, and so our connection is strong. So when you listen to her, um, I hope that you just enjoy her, her story. I hope that you have um, a new, fresh perspective on how God inputs passion into your life, even in the deepest, darkest times, uh, which is what he did with her. He was allowed her to write a book that is now available to women across the world, or men even too. It's not dedicated specifically to women, but called Not From God. And this book was brought to fruition legitimately during one of her darkest times. And so I just absolutely love that God can bring light even in the darkness if you allow him to press into your soul. Um, so I pray that during this episode, it brings you life, that you find light no matter where you are. It did for me. Caitlin Chapel Rogers is just a joy. And I hope that you follow along with her journey even beyond this podcast. Um, if you're an aspiring writer, this is totally an episode for you. She teaches us how she went about self-publishing her book, um, which I'm on that journey right now. So it's pretty cool uh, to have that connection and insight from somebody who's actually done it. So take a listen and definitely subscribe to the podcast and send us a review. We would love that too. We're going to start featuring our reviews during the episode so you can get your own personal shout out. And so I'm looking forward to listening and hearing from our, our audience. And I know Caitlin would be honored as well. Have an awesome day and enjoy the listen. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, Tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hello, Facebook world. We are so excited to be here today. It has been a mission. And we will explain that as we go. But we've had sicknesses and trips and anything that Satan wanted to do to get in our way, even using our sweet little Gigi to try and stand in the way of today. But we are making this happen and we are so excited about it. I'm so pumped to introduce you to Caitlin. She is a breath of fresh air. You're going to obsess over her accent like I do. And the first time that I met her was at the She Speaks con uh, conference with Lisa Kirkhurst. And as you can see, her smile is addictive. And so I wanted to know all the things about her and have since become a raging fan. Everything from her book, she's an author, which I am loving. Um, it's it's more than just a book, though, and we'll talk about it. But, Caitlin, I want to give you the opportunity to take the floor, say hey, and uh, kind of introduce yourself. And you don't have to say any of the titles. Just tell us where you came from. Let's jump in. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, awesome. I wanted to make sure all of our technical difficulties <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, so like she said, my name is Caitlin Chapel Rogers. Um, I am originally from... 
a place called Coleman, Alabama, which is actually where I am right now, back home visiting my parents. Um, but I live in Huntsville, Alabama with my husband, Caleb. Uh, he's a baseball coach. And um, my passion is really just to help women see the light that lives inside them. Um, I think that it's easy to forget about that light oftentimes with all the darkness um, that tries to overcome us. But the darkness cannot win because Jesus has already overcome. He has the victory. We fight not for the victory, but from a place of victory. And I'm so grateful for that. And I love to coach women and their passions and help when I see that light kind of come alive inside them and see their eyes light up when they're talking about their passions and what Jesus has put inside them. That is like my true joy in life. Um, so that's really what I try to do through the written word, through spoken word, through coaching and teaching. Um, I love the Bible. I am learning more and more about it every single day. And I love to teach other people um, how to just be bold in studying the Bible. It can be overwhelming. It's a big book. But when we take it, you know, kind of piece by piece and sentence by sentence, and when we look for Jesus from the Old Testament through Revelation, it makes all that so much better because he changes everything. Gosh, well, that's like a mic drop. We're done. Okay, see you later. <laughs> the, the podcast is finished. No, that's so good. I love that you said, like, just with with authenticity and truth, like, it's a big book. And one of my favorite things about your book is that it's actually a small book. It's small. Yet mm-hmm. It's packed with so much goodness. And the relatability factor is my favorite part about what you've put together here. Um, at the end, not only is there some really sweet, I lo- I'm a huge fan of scripted words. So we were talking about that before, but she takes her own experience, but she just packs the word inside of these little tiny chapters. My favorite part is that at the end, there's a part that says, remember, replace and reflect. And so remembering like what if it, whether it's a problem that you're walking through, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's overwhelm, maybe it's stress, replacing that with what God says about it and then reflecting to just have that moment to yourself. It's a perfect morning or evening devotional. It'd be awesome to walk through with a group of girls, honestly. Um, but overall, I just I love that you took what God laid on your heart. And instead of waiting, which I feel like I've been in this season of waiting on my book, it feels like forever. It's also 265 pages. And so I feel like every time I come to that place and I have a lot of friends who are authors that follow and writing their own first books. um, How did you decide like, this is enough? Yeah. Okay. So the whole time you've been talking, I've thought of like seven things like, Oh, I got to say that. Oh, I got to say that. Um, it should, you like touched on so many things that I love to share about this book. Um, so first of all, it is small, which made me feel like, Oh, it's not good enough. It's not 260 pages. It's not a full book, you know, quote unquote, like who's to say what a, what a book even is, you know, the, the like typical book is 50,000 words and that's maybe 10 or 12,000. But, um, my husband always says to me, he's like, just because it's small doesn't mean it's not mighty. Like it has good stuff in it. But of course, when I go back and read it, I'm like, Oh, that's so simple and boring. But every single person who reads it, these are the two things they say. Thank you for making it so short. It didn't overwhelm me. And thank you for making it so simple. It penetrates my heart right when I need it. And I'm like, okay, then it wasn't about me. It wasn't about showing I can write this elaborate, wordy, huge 500 page book. It was no, I'm writing the words God is giving me for someone else to use. And if that's what it did, then hallelujah. Um, So the reflect, the the remember, replace, reflect at the end. So that was not originally going to be in it. I didn't have that in there. Um, I'm super, super impatient and I want things done. Like, come on, come on, let's get things done. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm like, (laughs) you get it. You get it. So I, um, I didn't, I I hadn't had that in there and I was waiting on, so it's a, it's a crazy story, but I met Jessica Honiger, who's the CEO of Noonday Collection, author of Imperfect Courage. She's super cool. So I met her at her book launch party and we, it was like, we had been like separated at birth. Like we were like, besties I was like I love you and she was like I love you and I was like okay well here's my book I gave her like a stapled together jank copy of my book I'm so embarrassed but I just did it so she reads she like followed me on Instagram and I'm like I yelled like oh my gosh 
So she read it on a plane, which that's how short it is that she read it on a plane. And she messaged me and was like, Caitlin, this is what I needed. And I was like, what? Okay. Like, so I just sucked it up and asked her, I was like, would you please um, just write a little blurb about it so I can put that on my book, you know? Yeah. So I waited on her for a while and she's a busy woman running a company and writing her own book and doing all the things. So time and time again, I was like, I'm just going to release it without her acknowledgement. Like I'm just, I'm just going to release it. And my friends were like, you are not, you're waiting on her. So while I was waiting on her, that remember replace reflect came to me. And the Lord was like, this is why I had you wait. This is a really important part of the book. So she finally like sent it to me and I had that in there and that that's when I decided, okay, this is enough. This is it. It's 10 chapters. It is, I wrote it during a really dark depression. Um, it was the worst year of my life. It was my first year of marriage, which should have been the most beautiful year of my life. Um, and it wasn't anything to do with my husband. It was just an extreme attack of the enemy. Um, but from that darkness came the book and really brought me back to the light. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> like so many God moments and all of yes, that. So many. I saw you at She Speaks. You already had your book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had just, it had only been out for a little while. Um, okay. Self-publish or have an agent? Yeah. So I do have an agent. Um, and I actually, I guess signed with her right after I had self-published. So I self-published through Amazon, um, which was actually a really cool experience. I don't know what path you're taking for your book. Um, but it was, that's actually what I'm writing another book right now. And that's what I plan to do. I mean, it'd be amazing for a publisher to pick it up, but I really have enjoyed the self-publishing and Amazon makes it really easy. Um, And it's cool that I've gotten to kind of control all of it. And they do the back end work that I don't want to do, the printing and the shipping. Um, But it's been cool to be able to take copies to different book signings and speaking events. Um, So, you know, I've heard a lot of different self-publishing stories, uh, people who paid to have it self-published. That's Mm -hmm. not what Amazon does. Um, They make it, they make it really, really fun and easy. So, yeah, that's awesome. No, I think, Nowadays, you hear of like everyone being an author and you, again, just like the struggle of like the size, you can feel like, gosh, what do I have to say? But I feel like that's the whole heart of why you coach and why you teach these women. It's the whole reason that I do what I do for the corporate women in, in my coaching experience is that like every single person has their own identity and their own imprint in the kingdom. And it is our job. Like I feel called, you feel called into the space of helping to ignite and illuminate that. And for allowing women to say yes to the calling that God has in their life and not let worldly factors such as everyone's an author or you need an agent. And and I feel like so many people think that if you've self published, it's like, Oh, she just did it herself. Right. Who validated her. And ultimately, Noonday validated you, which is amazing. <laughs> but beyond all of that, God validated you. Yes. Amen. Message. You walked through that hard season with such purpose. And this morning I was listening to Brendan Bouchard. And one of the things that he was teaching was around like the, the value of your story, which we know biblically is sharing our testimony with others. And so the relatability factor of the fact that you've walked through depression, that you did it when you were were married. I similarly walked through a huge state of depression and it was on own self-reflection and things that I had chosen to do and let take control of my life and my identity. I was not only a wife of at the time, four years, I think it was three years. I had two babies. I had she was not even one at the time and a two year, almost two year old. And it was tragic. It was so hard to do. And so walking it out and and knowing at that time was when I was saved again, rebirthed, if you will. Um, so when God gave me the concept of a book. So I love that we have that parallel that like in the time that we should be like wiping snot in a dark hole and there were truly moments where i was in that space god was also birthing something incredibly beautiful oh i love that it really does just give purpose to the pain and i try to see that in every ounce of pain that i ever experienced and i try to remind people like that they can do the same thing and 
God works all things together for our good. Like that's not just a, a saying. That's a Bible verse. That's His word. It's living. It's true. And to really believe that is is when, like you said, like okay, I am like wiping the snot and like getting through this and trudging through this. And I like look back and I honestly don't know how I. I literally said to my husband there, I was like, how did I a, like have time to write? And how did I muster it up when I could barely like get out of bed to like live, yeah. but I was writing and that's, I really like, it makes me emotional, but like, that's what saved me. Like writing through my own pain and writing down and having God whisper in my ear the whole time. Like, please keep holding on. Like it's worth it. And yeah. <laughs> I always cry about it, but it's like, and I knew that that helped one person. I mean, actually, just yesterday, I, um, at the past couple of weeks, I have really like, I felt like the Lord really healed me from depression and I felt like I was totally past it, but it still sneaks up every once in a while. And I think the devil just tries to like, Oh, she's good. Let me get back in there. Um, so the past, actually, when we tried to record this the first time and I had the flu, that really like set me back and got me really depressed, just being like so sick and like, staying at home and not being able to do the things I wanted to do. Um, and since then it's just been hard. And I sat across the table from a friend yesterday and she, um, she just looked at me and she was like, have you just, have you been depressed? And I just started sobbing because no one really ever asks how I am. They're just like, Hey, how are you? But she like asked how my soul was. And I got on Instagram and kind of shared and I was like, I just want people to know, like I've been going through this and it's still hard and God's not mad at me for it. And he's not mad at you for it. And I mean, I got message after message of like me too, me too. There's a heaviness and I have felt a spirit of heaviness over a lot of people um, around where I live in Huntsville and we've just been praying against it. But to to speak it out loud and then use it to help someone else like the enemy loses every time like it loses its power and god gets the glory every single time when we speak up and confess what's going on in our souls and then let people speak truth back to us that always heals us yeah that's a huge thing i think where sisterhood is so valuable and so important because even as you're pursuing your individual passions through that individual testimony and imprint and what feels like incredibly dark and alone sometimes, there are other people who understand you. Yes. And we can limit ourselves by believing the lie that we are alone or that we are the only ones or that we're not good enough or that if we say it, we are, we are putting ourselves in this vulnerable space that we're going to get knocked down again, or somebody's going to take advantage of us because we said something that is raw and real. And I have found in my experience, not only from my um, personal validity of, of just saying the thing, but also allowing other people the grace to experience that where when she said, have you been depressed or is your soul hurting? And she actually gave you the space to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such a valuable friend to have, to have people around you who are willing to ask the hard questions, are willing to take the time and the break to truly go there and allowing you to go there too. Jesus would want nothing else. He he asks that on a basis. I think the problem is and why we're stuck in these states of analysis, paralysis, or anxiety, or depression, or loneliness is because we are allowing the replay of the enemy in our minds versus the freedom of what God would have us say or what he already has said in the Bible about our problem or our issue or what we're walking through. So it's, it's definitely that we need to practice more and a takeaway from this entire conversation, even with the last 15 minutes, is that giving yourself the space to actually speak up and, and do it in a vulnerable way. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think I think that that is a struggle for a lot of people is just having the space to actually speak up and feeling like other people are giving you the space. And so when, when we do that for each other, gosh, I mean, that really does break chains. It really does. It really does allow us to open up to each other and talk about what's really going on. And that is so important. And it's, it's really not done enough. It, it really isn't. We can really do a better job of that. Right. 
Yeah, well, I think we're on autopilot. I think we're on supersonic autopilot <laughs> and it doesn't allow anybody. How are you? Good. Great. Okay, good. Let's go on. How are you? Yes. I'm not feeling good. Okay, boom, that's it. Where there's so many more questions. Um, Rebecca, as you can see, just sent a message and that is my aunt Becky. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Becky. Becky. She's spending time with us and she said that she had to share struggles emotionally lately and to take the power say people come together and pray for us. And ultimately, you know, when two or more are gathered and we can say no to Satan and yes to Jesus, that's when transformation happens. So thanks for sharing that. So good. So I want to know more um, about you. I want to know more. Share more. So like this is the this is the book journey. This is where you are now since launching the book, doing these speaking event experiences, engaging and coaching women. What else? Where, where did this start? Like how did this get birthed in your life? Yeah. So also, I just have to tell you and tell everybody this just really makes sense for the day. But my computer's on five percent and my charger is nowhere in sight. So if we cut off, then that's why. And I feel like there's like a lot right of and I'm like, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come on, um, Jesus. Give us five percent. Five percent better than zero. That's right. So, yeah, um, I have been I have been writing like literally since I was could read like I was five years old reading and writing and just telling stories. And I used to the same Gigi we talked about earlier. She used to submit um, my stories to highlights for kids. I don't know if y'all remember those magazines or like in the dentist's office, Um, but she was submitting it to the adult side. So I never got accepted because it was for like 30 year olds. Anyway, I'm like, Gigi, we could have kicked off my writing career when I was little and here we are um no but seriously I she wrote with me and I just um I was always a storyteller I was always trying to like rope my brothers into I have two brothers I'm super close to Christian and Keaton and Christian and I are only a couple years apart and so I was like come on play along like I wrote this script like we're doing this thing um so I've always loved stories I've always loved to read and and write and share and so it really has just developed over time I got a degree in communications and broadcast journalism from the University of North Alabama Roar Lines um and I started working in news right out of college Um, I became a news reporter my ultimate dream was to be on Good Morning America like that's where I thought I was headed um I quickly realized that the environment was just not where I was supposed to be and the um the work it was just it was just God really shifted my dreams and he was like this got you to Huntsville Alabama where you will find your church home and find your husband and find your people but this is not your career Um, so since I have, um, worked at NASA, I've done several different marketing jobs and none of that was ever what I was really supposed to do. And it was always, it always went back to writing to words. Um, then I started speaking at different women's events, which I've always loved public speaking. Like when people say it, they'd rather die than public speak. I'm like, no, it is what like brings me to life. Like I'm most alive when I'm sharing God's word. Um, whether it's, to two women or 200 women. Like, I don't really care. I just love to talk about the Lord. Um, I love to write about him, to speak about him. I love to, uh, like I said earlier, just coach other women in their own passion. So that's really, I'm in the process of really launching that coaching program. And I know you're such an amazing coach and you've done such a great job with that. Um, And so I'm following a lot of people's footsteps who already do this thing, but Getting, getting to sit down, you know, either on a computer or one-on-one across from a woman um, and hear what she thinks God has asked her to do. And then really, like you said earlier, like give her space and permission. Like, yeah, let's do the thing. Like here are three practical steps to do it. And now like you're doing it. Like fear is not from God. I, I, that's a chapter in my book. Like fear is not from God. Um, and just, again, seeing them light up and be like, oh my gosh, I was made for this. Like I really can do this. And explaining to them that I think that, that the big fear with women is if if it doesn't reach thousands then ah no she's gone <laughs> oh my goodness okay we're gonna try and call her in um before she gets on I just have to continue to say that what she's speaking about in this very moment is totally been on my heart 
lately. And so I'm going to go with it um, and just share. And so what that means, and she was saying that she feels like people don't press go and they don't say yes and they don't press play because they are fearful of the fact that they're only meeting you know, 20 people or that their most valued listener is their mom or their grandma or their sister or whoever it is. And I want you to say yes because of them. I want you to say yes and press play because they're waiting for you, because they need you. And had Caitlin just passed over the packet with the staple to, um, to the gal from Noonday, her name is Jessica, by the way, um, if she just passed it over to her and that was the only person that responded saying, I needed this today, then that was enough. And she fulfilled her purpose. And I believe that we have so much more of a ripple effect in the kingdom. And while you may only hear or see the one splash from the pebble that you put into the lake or the river, for me, it's the ocean then you don't get the opportunity to see all of the other ripple effects that have been made in the kingdom. You don't get to meet the person that that person told about your story. You don't get to meet the life that has changed or the bondage that is broken or the depression that is healed or the heart that is mended. But you are putting out information and you're putting out energy and you're putting out love into the world. And that is what God has called us to do. And to live outside of ourselves, to live outside of the dream that keeps you awake at night so that you can literally have um, impact, impact in the world. And and some of us don't dream on the level that me and Caitlin probably do. I was on a live earlier and I was saying, I'm going to meet Oprah. I'm going to be sitting at a dinner table with Rachel Hollis in no time. Ah, she's back. I'm it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm. How are you on? On your phone? On a different computer, and it might be a little bit louder because I don't have my headphones in. But <laughs> I'm telling. It's okay. Perfect. I, I, I kept going with what you were talking about, and so there. Great. You're amazing. Yes. This is why you're amazing at this. <laughs> so good. So Actually, it's so important for women to still say yes. That the one person that had Jessica been the only person that read the script that was this book, she was enough. And that we don't have the power or the ability or the access that that's why God is who God says he is. That's that's going to be a transformation for generations to come in one person. And that one person has the lifetime effect of years and years of change. And so for us to take ownership in that and and just say yes to the call and speak up over it. And I know that people have that fear. It's the number one fear of public speaking over any other thing. And Mm -hmm. yet when I encourage women that I coach to to press play on the live button, what comes from it, even if it's two minutes, even if it's five minutes, even if they end up talking for an hour, the raw emotion that is shared is absolutely transformational. You don't have to always have a script. Actually speaking off script is where the like life. Yes. Um, it's nice to have an outline, but that's the whole reason that I do these podcasts unscripted without question is for people to have the ability to just, just candidly share. So I don't know if you are in the frame of mind to keep going, but keep sharing. I mean, I love yes. it. We're yeah. going. <laughs> Y'all. This has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks. 
logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we've raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. I, I totally agree. I think that um, just taking that step and and just taking your next right step. You know, I think that Emily P. Freeman, that's a podcast I love to listen to, The Next Right Thing. And she does an amazing job of just coaching us all through just take the next right step. And you mentioned earlier analysis paralysis. Oh my goodness. That gets me every time. It's like, Oh my gosh, I have 600 things to do. I'm not going to do any of them. I'm just going to sit on my couch and watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. But when you just pick the one thing and say, okay, I'm going to do this one next thing and then you do the next thing and then the next thing. And if that next thing is writing a sentence, you know, I just listened to, I'm a, I'm like a podcast. I I I love it. Um, Bob Goff, um, his Green Bay podcast, I love it. And he was with Bianca Olthoff, who I also love her. Yeah. She's like fierce. Fire, <laughs> <laughs> um, fire girl. That's who she yes. is. She um she was talking about, you know, the process of writing a book, and he said, you know, if you feel like you can't write a book, then write a chapter. If you feel like you can't write a chapter, write a paragraph, write a sentence, write a word. Like if you're so overwhelmed, write down one word. And that, that can be applied to anything in life. Like if you are launching a business, like do just one little thing, like go purchase the website domain, um, go like buy the LLC so that you can have your name for your business, take those steps. And if it takes you three years to do it, so be it, just do it. Like, don't worry about all of it and let it overwhelm you. Just like I said earlier, like the book's a big, the Bible's a big book, but when you break it down into little things, you know, my husband always says to me when I get overwhelmed, he's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Like you can't eat the whole thing. Just one bite at a time. (laughs) Look at that. Good husbands. (laughs) My husband is a baseball coach and a teacher. So he uses like little things like that all the time to tell people things. Um, And he uses on me too. I'm like, I'm not your student. And he's like, sometimes I have to like, like (laughs) so yeah, I think that that, it, it really is one one step at a time, one bite at a time, and like you said, say yes, like just go for it. And yeah. and if a lot of times, I like to say that if it ministers to one person, and that one person is you, like it's ministering back to yourself. Sometimes God uses things like He's like, Caitlin, I'm giving you this word, share it, and I'm like, mm, no one really like connected with that. And he's like, right, it was for you, like That's you needed good. that, yeah, and. If that's the case, then it's a win. Like yeah. you, you matter too. Like you're a soul too, who needs to hear words. And sometimes you just have to speak the truth back to yourself. So I love that. I love that. Like we were saying, like do it for the one. Maybe you're the one. I think that's maybe a really you're the good one. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. So I feel like from the coaching perspective and the entrepreneurial journey, like there's going to be a lot of people who are really intrigued by this podcast to say, like, with you doing just the one thing, like there is the momentum effect. Right. And and my husband and I were just talking about this. If you you start a snowball and you start rolling the snowball and then you start another snowball and you start rolling that snowball, like eventually going down a hill, something's going to take traction. And it's not to say that you should splatter paint and expect, you know, do all the things and expect something to stick. You don't know where God's going to intervene in that process. And so if you stay still and you stay stuck in those specific areas, I can't move in your lack of action. Like faith is an action word. It is a belief system yes, of yes. movement. It is a belief system of speaking life. And it doesn't have to be in front of a stage of 2,000, 20,000 people. It doesn't even have to be on a podcast or a Facebook Live. But if you're not actually declaring what it is that God says about you and about the situation or the scenario or the dream that he's implanted in you, what's the, what's the use of dreaming? 
right? Right. No, I love that. I just, I just like imagined a snowball, like literally going down a hill and then at some point, like pick something up that makes it bigger and better. And that's God. Like he, you do have to start. I love that. You just said faith is an action word because you have to start somewhere. Like God's not going to push you and be like, okay, go like you, you have to go down the hill and he will jump in. Like having faith is trusting that you take the first step and he will step in with you. It's not, it's not about waiting for him to, to walk in front of you or behind you. He, he's already there. So if you know he's already there, then you take the first step and he's going to step in with you. He's going to make it bigger and better than you could do on your own. So you just have to go and sure easier said than done, like to just go. But that's, that is faith. Like just trusting and making the move and knowing he's always got your back. It's so good. And I think like along that, you're still living real life. Like I don't want anybody to ever view. And I had this awesome conversation with a guy friend a couple months ago who called and was just like, I feel like you're just always like out there. You're doing it all. You're doing the thing. And I'm like, like, I have things where I'm not doing anything. Yes. Moments where I do feel stuck and I have, I still have all the same problems. I know Rachel Hollis probably feels the exact same way. I'm sure at least she's like, what next? There are, there are moments, no matter how small you're starting or how grandiose the appearance of being, we're all real, real people. Mm -hmm. Nothing in life is always hunky dory 24 seven. Yeah. And so it, you said like, it's just about taking that one thing for me. I always say like, I, I moved the needle. Gary will be like, my yes. ask, like, how was your day today? He'll have known that the kids are on spring break. Like they are today. And <laughs> all like one's sick, one's doing, going the opposite direction. And there's all of that. And, and at the end of the day, if I know that I've moved the needle, oops, if I've moved the needle a little bit towards what God has in store for me, where God has me go, and I know that I've stewarded my life. Yes, I love that. I'm going to have to borrow that. Like, did I move the needle any today? It makes those small things. Like, like you said, like Lisa Turkhurst didn't wake up and she wasn't Lisa Turkhurst with 20 books written and a million followers. She yes. did one small thing at a time and it all added up to her being Lisa Turkhurst. So hi puppy. She does have She's driving me crazy, scratching my lap. <laughs> it's her name. A comfy spot in my lap. Um, but yeah, you're I mean you're right. And I think that I mean that is life. I mean, it's cool because I'm a coach. I see women who are 24 out the gate, just like ready to go. And then I also get to coach the woman who's 55 who feels like I've been doing what I've been doing for far too long. And I'm going to say yes today. And so it's never, you're never too late. God is always on time. And if God is moving and stirring something in your life and you're 12 years old or like you, five years old, bubby legged to a play, or if you're 50 or you're 70, like it's literally never too late and it's never too early. I'm trying to even as a mom now, like engaging my kids in that concept, like allowing them to dream, allowing yes. them to really like hone in on what are you passionate about? What brings you joy and not like not imparting what brings me joy. Right. Yes. We also want to do like, don't you love gymnastics? Don't you love right. it? They're like, not really. So not imparting the wisdom of the Lord, but allowing them to be their themselves because they're the yes. so, I love that. Oh, that's a word. That's a word for me because I'm not a mom yet. And I just pray about when I am a mom and I want to always honor my kids and fanning their flame, but not making it my flame. So I think that's super powerful. And I love that you do that with your kids. That, that means you're a good mama. <laughs> it's debatable on the day. <laughs> They're amazing. I, I love it. It definitely teaches you a lot when you get there. You know, I think I imagined my whole life like I was going to be a mom. I knew that that would be a part of my story. And when it happens, and then also coming into like a dead end after it happens. I I questioned I questioned myself a lot in that regard, and I know at the same time the immense that it is. My husband and I, when we were just on our vacation, we're talking about how 
how hard it is, how difficult it is to to be a parent, and yet so many people do it. And yet we also see the impact of our generation and the many generations before us, the hurt and the pain that has come from parenting. And it makes me like, oh, my gosh, I'm so fearful of every single little thing. But I can't live in that fear, just like we can't live in the fear of if only one person listens or one person reads the book, that God is is doing this thing with me. And his power and his might and his word and his ability will trump any situation, any word that I might speak over my son or daughter that isn't the right thing in the right moment. Like if I can just not live in fear and allow him to take reign in their lives, then I can live at peace with that. Yes. And that, I think that's that's something we can use in every single area of our lives. Um, fear again, it's not from God. And if we live with it, um, even just walking into a room in fear that someone's not going to like us, or we're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or not be good enough or be too much. All those, all of those are rooted back in fear. And I've, I've been there and I still have to fight that off. Um, But saying no to that and saying yes to the Lord and his peace and his strength. Like I can't do it on my own. I, I just posted this yesterday. Like I'm not good enough but he's good enough in me so that I can do the things he's called me to do. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. So next vision cast for me, Dreamcast. like what's ahead for you? What are you hoping for? So, yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm writing another book. So I actually in two weeks, a uh, friend and I are going away to a cabin and for like five days I just get to write. And that is like, I'm going to be doing that. Um, And then, you know, just dreaming ahead in the future. And I've actually at the beginning of the year went away with some friends, um, kind of like my team to just plan for the future. And um, we talked about that book and then we talked about coaching and some courses I'm going to be doing. And um, I would love to do more speaking events at more churches and women's events. Like I said, that's a true passion of mine. So um, I'm praying about that and I'm asking God just to kind of send me where he wants to send me. I love to travel. So I'm like, I'll go anywhere, Lord. Like, if nothing happens. Um, so yeah, I also have something really, really cool coming out soon. Um, I wrote a children's book and I've just been waiting on the illustrations to come together. Um, so yeah, because I think it's, it's going to be so, so cool. And it's something that the Lord definitely gave to me and I've gotten a lot of confirmation from it. And Oh, I'm super excited. So I love that. What a fun niche. It's so crazy. The very last podcast that I did, you'll have to connect with her. Her name is Amy Henderson. Uh huh. Wrote a, a children's book. Oh, and I love to connect. Writing a book. Yeah, it's called Dreamcatcher. And it was from her from a long time ago. So it's so cute. Well, yeah. I haven't told a lot of people the name, but yeah. I'll say it here first. Okay. <laughs> um, it's called. Hey, little flower girl, and it's flower girl on a wedding. But once you read it, it's like for every everybody who's ever been a little girl, and for oh every girl. My heart is going to explode. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can already like see this imagery like develop. My sweet little girl was a flower girl just a few months ago for the first time. Yes. It will be on her bookshelf. That is so cool. Yes. So you're thinking you're going to self-publish that one then too? Yeah, so um, I'm planning to go kind of the same route I did with the last yeah. one. Uh, it'll be different because I don't know how to really like do things with a children's book, but I actually have a, a friend, he's a lawyer, and he just published two children's books. So praise the Lord, he can kind of help coach me through that. But I'm planning to use Amazon again. That is so neat. I'm so excited for you. What a fun project. Like even just to like be in that space of thinking of yourself as a little girl again and reminding like that child spirit of who you are. I know going through like my dark season and, and learning through therapy, like what that meant as a woman now sitting myself in a mirror or in a room with that little girl was incredibly, incredibly impactful for me. 
um, and not just on like how I decided to live my life out thereafter, but nurturing that person in me all the time, which is um, it's a, a huge call in and of itself. And I think if women could comprehend that a bit more and really like just take a look at themselves in the mirror when with that little girl and like be alongside her and let Jesus love on her, just like Jesus is loving on you now in this season, it um, it it allows you to blossom utilizing your flower analogy in such in such an amazing way. And it's but it's deep. It's deep stuff to do that work. Yes, you get, you like get it. Like that is, I can't wait for people to read this book and like give it as a gift to flower girls for weddings. But it's it's really so much more than that. It's it's so much about what you just said. Like knowing that oh, your job isn't small, and you're you're more than what you think you are. And to connect back with that little girl and tell her that that is so therapeutic and so healing. That's so cool. I love the alignment. So amazing. So are you going to shoot this year? I don't think I am. And I'm so sad. I've been through So I think this is going to be my first year to not be there. Yeah. Um, but I just really feel like the time I would normally take off to go do that is what the Lord is asking me to use to go to the cabin and write the book. Yeah, good, so good. I'll be having FOMO for sure. But are you going? No, I'm not either. And I've literally just today, I've had two different people reach out to me to see if I was going and say like, you should go. And I'm like, uh, I, I thought that we already discussed this, Jesus. <laughs> I thought I that we already came to terms with what that was going to look like this year. And it's so is FOMO. It's so like, it's such yes. a beautiful experience of like sisterhood and, and women yes. empowerment and hoping and dreaming. But I have, I personally have really pressed play on the dream this year that God has put inside of me. And I feel like if I go there, I'm going to almost go backwards. And yes. while I don't necessarily have the age that I have from that experience, I've gained so much more in the ownership of my story and knowing that no matter what comes to fruition in those specific relationships, that God would have to do more. And I think it was a connection point for me for a lot of things. And even the people that I had the pleasure of meeting. Yes, I am going to just copy and paste what you just said when people ask me why I'm not going. That's it. But I really do think that it's a great place. Like if you're like trying to figure out your dreams and make them come alive, I think you and I are both in a spot where it's like God is saying you can go, but like you really just need to do the thing. Like I'm equipped you now; it's time to do it. So I'm like, okay, but I miss it. I want to go and hang out with everybody. Um, so it'll we'll just have to like shut up our social media during that week because I will have major FOMO and be super, super sad. It's totally true. One of the girls was like, hey, I'm going to have some dinner on Friday night. And I was like, I'll come down for the dinner. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> last year, do you remember meeting Sarah Johnson who launched yes. her book? So she launched her book now waiting just like days ago. And um, she didn't go last year because she already had her book deal and she was like, <laughs> She had already pressed play and did a podcast with me in person. And it was so cool to have her there and just like connect again. So I'm, I love like little pebbles and that have been put along the way for us to like still hold true to like that meeting point. I really feel like yes. we can understand each other in such a deep way just from being that experience. Yes. I totally agree. And I am grateful for all the connections and like staying in touch with everyone. I think that that's, that's the point. I mean, that's life, you know, yeah. is just making connections and keeping them up and talking to people who really get your passions and dreams and don't look at you like you're crazy when you say you're going to go lock yourself in a cabin and run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, so my dream vacation too. Yes. Um, I'm like more of a beach girl. So I love like the ocean view, yeah. but I'll take the cabin. The cabin would actually make me work more. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes. There's nothing I can do besides sit there and be quiet. Right, so. <laughs> right. Good strategy. Right and right, if you can. Yes. <laughs> so good. Well, I am, I am so encouraged by you, Caitlin. I love your energy. I love your passions. I love that they're shared with mine. But I really believe that like what God is doing in your life and through women and through the message of not from God and through your healing process that of course, is a continued journey that you're going to make such a beautiful impact in the world. I love, I love it. You're so welcome. I can't wait to get my hands on another book with your name on it. I love your name. Is Chappelle your maiden name? So it's Caitlin Chapel Rogers. Everyone, everyone says Chappelle, but Chapel is my maiden name. And actually, it's the name that we my husband and I want to name our first child, boy or girl. Like we don't want to find out the sex. Chapel, I love that. Obviously, it makes way more sense, and it is dear to my heart because of the reference to the Bible and church and all the things. Right, (laughs) all the things. Yes, so so good. Okay, any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Uh, I think I just really want to leave you guys with um, it's First Peter two nine. It um, tells us that we are a royal priesthood. And that God is asking us to come out of the darkness into his wondrous light. Uh, Different versions say different things, but it all says into his light. Um, So whatever darkness you're facing or whatever valley you're walking through, he is beckoning us out of that into his light. And the light really is always at the end of the tunnel. So keep walking, keep moving, even if it's one small step at a time, because you will get back to the light. And then you'll want to tell everyone about it. And that's the whole point. Yes, that's so good. Boom. All right. Where can they find you? Obviously, Al can link to the book. Tell them where they can get it. Yeah. Yep. So you can find me at um, on Instagram at Caitlin Chapel Rogers. Same place on Facebook. Um, Twitter is at KChap Rogers. Uh, you can find me on Pinterest. And then my website is CaitlinChapelRogers.com. So I love, I'm usually on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook more than anything. So yeah. definitely me up there and connect with me. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I love you, friend. I love and you I'm so, so much. glad that the enemy didn't get the final say on this podcast. Yeah, we all, and there were lots of um, obstacles, but we made it. <laughs> we did, we did. And there will be more. There will be more collaborations yes. in the future. I don't doubt it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, y'all. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.